0: Welcome to the Occupy Freedom Podcast, where we're diving deep into all things kingdom. Your life is not a mistake. You were created for this moment in history to advance the kingdom and govern the earth from a heavenly perspective. Let's join our hosts, Justin and Rihanna Arfston. Well, good morning. Or good afternoon or good evening or maybe good night. Maybe you're going to bed. Um, Whatever time of day it is for you as you're listening to this, welcome back to the Occupy Freedom podcast. We are switching up the format again today and doing some scripture reading instead of doing an actual conversational podcast. Today I'm going to read some scriptures for you. Um, There's just something beautiful about listening to the scriptures being read. It was a practice that the early church and even before Christ, you know, there wasn't a script, there wasn't a Bible for every single person. There was scriptures that were read in the temple and in groups and everybody gathered to listen. And from there you memorize those scriptures and you internalize them and you met the Father in them. And uh, sometimes in our, you know, culture of information and opinion and, Um, All the commentaries that we have, and even on this podcast, we love to have conversations around scriptures and around the heart of God. We really just want to kind of simplify this and pull it back to the purity of just listening to the word read. Whether you just wake up in the morning and listen to this while you're brushing your teeth or combing your hair or putting your makeup on. Or maybe you're listening to this before you go to bed, or maybe you're on a walk right now or on your treadmill. But just soaking in the word I really feel like in our culture of hustle and our culture of noise and our culture of opinions and commentaries and social media it's good to just scale back and listen to the word itself and let it refresh you. And so the theme of the scriptures that I'm going to read today, I'm going to read Psalm 23, I'm going to read Psalm 37, and I'm going to read John chapter 14 and maybe sprinkle in a couple other ones in there depending upon how much time I have, but The goal of this today is really to encourage you in the Father and who the Father is and returning your central focus back to Jesus and back to the fact that you are a spirit man and a spirit woman who has a soul for expression, who lives in a body in this world. And sometimes our body and our five senses can get overwhelmed and we can feel like we're trying to live from the outside in. But I hope that these scriptures sort of wash over you and remind you that you are to live from rest, to live from the inside out, and that there's nothing that the Father has not already taken care of in Christ. And so I hope that these encourage you today, and I hope that you're able to soak in them and pass them on to anybody that you think would really benefit from this. All right, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, and this is Psalm 23, the Good Shepherd. I'm I'm sure some of you are familiar with this chapter, but it is a beautiful chapter. And it says, this is David's poetic praise to God. And so starting with verse one, it says, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward when my life is through I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. This scripture is so beautiful because think about how we live this life here on earth for such a short period of time, but at the end of the day we will return to his glorious presence to be with him forever. That is the encouragement of our everyday Why would we fear the future? For his goodness and love pursue you every day of your life. Tell yourself that you always have more than enough in him because he is your resting place. So even as you go about your day today, I want you to internalize that concept. Lord, you are my resting place. And at the end of the day, everything we build in our lifetime will fade away. Our names may be forgotten. our The work of our hands may fade away and be uprooted by somebody else. But at the end of the day, we return to a place of his glorious presence to be eternally with him. And that is the hope. Okay, now I'm going to move on to Psalm 37. Can you hear the, the the rustling of my pages here? Don't you love the sound of the pages of the Bible? I do. <laughs> Psalm 37 is one of my favorites. It is something, it's my kind of my go-to, as Bill Johnson says, it's like my streams in the desert. It's my streams um, that I go to for refreshment because it just reminds me and it re-centralizes my focus that I don't have to be in control of the details of whether or not things get pulled off perfectly. God has all of it figured out, and if I just roll it over to Him every time, he does more than I could ever imagine. Every time he has he has met me in that faithfulness. And so I encourage you to, to take this on for yourself today. Psalm 37 uh, verse one, don't follow after the wicked ones or be jealous of their wealth. Don't think for a moment they're better off than you. They and their short-lived success will soon shrivel up and quickly fade away like grass clippings in the hot sun. Keep trusting in the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. Fix your heart on the promises of God and you will be secure, feasting on his faithfulness. Make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life and he will provide for you what you desire most. That word, um, make God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life, the word delight actually means to be soft or tender So when you soften your heart and be tender to the Lord, he provides for you what you desire most because your desires line up with his heart. Verse 5, give God the right to direct your life and as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. He will appear as your righteousness, as sure as the dawning of a new day. He will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as the noonday sun. Quiet your heart in his presence and pray. Keep hope alive as you long for God to come through for you. And don't think for a moment that the wicked and their prosperity are better off than you. Stay away from anger and revenge. Keep envy far from you, for it only leads you into lies. For one day the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will live safe and sound with blessings overflowing. Just a little while longer and the ungodly will vanish. You will look for them in vain. But the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. That's yours today, that the humble of heart will inherit every promise and enjoy abundant peace. Let the wicked keep plotting against the godly with all their sneers and arrogant jeers. God doesn't lose any sleep over them and he knows their day is coming. Evil ones take aim on the poor and helpless. They're ready to slaughter those who do right. But the Lord will turn all their weapons of wickedness back on themselves, piercing their pride-filled hearts until they are helpless. It is much better to have little combined with much of God than to have the fabulous wealth of the wicked and nothing else. For the Lord takes care of all of his forgiven ones, while the strength of the evil will surely slip away. Day by day, the Lord watches the good deeds of the godly, and he prepares for them his forever reward. Even in a time of disaster, he will watch over them, and they will always have more than enough, no matter what happens. Think about that in our current day cultural context. Even in time of disaster, even in time of famines and shortages and pandemics and and social uprising, even in times of disaster he will watch over them who's them the godly ones that follow after him those who they he calls them the forgiven ones those who are in christ and and it says verse 19 says again they will always have more than enough no matter what happens that is the place of rest for you my friend It does not matter what the circumstance looks like. Maybe you got a bill in the mail that was unexpected. Maybe you got a doctor's report that was unexpected or not wanted. Maybe you feel like your kids have gone astray and you've worked your entire life to raise them in the things of the Lord and they've walked away from it. Maybe you've been hurt or betrayed by somebody that you really love. But even in times of disaster, you will always have more than enough, no matter what happens, meaning God is sufficient. He is El Shaddai, the God Almighty, the God of more than enough. So you can rest in knowing that your circumstances do not govern your truth or your future. Amen. Verse 20, all the enemies of God will perish. For the wicked have only a momentary value, a fading glory. Then one day they vanish, here today, gone tomorrow. They break their promises, borrowing money but never paying it back. The good man returns what he owes with some extra besides. The Lord's blessed ones receive it all in the end, but the cursed ones will be cut off with nothing to show for themselves. The steps of the God-pursuing ones, that's you, (laughs) follow firmly in the footsteps of the Lord. And God delights in every step they take to follow him. Do we sense a theme here? Following the Lord, obeying the Lord, doing what's not maybe popular, but what is right. Pursuing God in all things. That is who you are. Starting back at verse 24. If they stumble badly, they will still survive, for the Lord lifts them up with his hands. So that that verse right there encourages you that you don't have to be afraid to fail. You don't have to be afraid to fall. You don't have to be afraid to face plant. There's always risk involved with faith. There's always risk involved with success. There's always risk involved with growth and maturity. So David is writing this. If they stumble, if those who are pursuing God, who's, who are following Christ, if you stumble badly, you will survive. For the Lord lifts you up with his hands. Amen. David says in verse 25, I was once young, but now I'm old. Not once have I found a lover of God forsaken by him, nor have any of their children gone hungry. Instead, I've found the godly ones to be the generous ones who give freely to others. Their children are blessed and become a blessing. There's a key to prosperity right there. That the godly ones are to be the generous ones who give freely to others, and then your children are blessed and become a blessing to this world. That's how you raise kingdom nations. Verse 27, If you truly want to dwell forever in God's presence, forsake evil and do what is right in his eyes. The Lord loves it when he sees us walking in his justice. He will never desert his devoted lovers. They will be kept forever in his faithful care, but the descendants of the wicked will be banished. Verse 29, The faithful lovers of God will inherit the earth, and enjoy every promise of God's care, dwelling in peace forever. God-lovers make the best counselors. Their words possess wisdom and are right and trustworthy. The ways of God are in their hearts, and they won't swerve from the paths of steadfast righteousness. Evil ones spy on the godly ones, stalking them to find something they could use to accuse them. They're out for the kill. But God will foil all their plots. The godly will not stand condemned when brought to trial. So don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep moving forward steadily in his ways, and he will exalt you at the right time. And when he does, you will possess every promise, including your full inheritance. Amen and hallelujah. You'll watch with your own eyes and see the wicked lose everything. This is the transference of wealth, the transference of inheritance to the people of God. I've already seen this happen, David says in verse 35. Once I saw a wicked and violent man overpower all who were around him, a domineering tyrant with his pride and oppressive ways. Then he died and was forgotten. Now no one cares that he is gone forever. But you can tell who are the blameless and spiritually mature. What a different story with them. He says, the godly ones will have a peaceful, prosperous future with a happy ending. Amen. Every evil sinner will be destroyed, obliterated. they will be utter failures with no future. But the Lord will be the savior of all who love him. Even in their time of trouble, God will live in them as strength. Because of their faith in him, their daily portion will be a father's help and a deliverance from evil. Amen. This is true for all who turn to hide themselves in him. Okay, we are wrapping this up with John chapter 14. Jesus being the central pivotal point for all of us. Anything in the Old Testament, the Psalms, the Proverbs, all of it is beautifully fulfilled in him. So I love to kind of round the Psalms and the Proverbs and some of that beautiful reading out with the manifestation of those words in Christ. And so in John chapter 14, Jesus begins to comfort his disciples. And comfort them in today and tomorrow and and eternity. And so I want to read that to you today. I am so encouraged by this as well. I hope that this is encouraging to you. Jesus in chapter 14 of the book of John says, Don't worry or surrender to your fear. For you've believed in God. Now trust and believe in me also. My Father's house has many dwelling places. If it were otherwise, I would tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you to rest. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where I am. And you already know the way to the place where I'm going. Because remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except by me. So we know that the Father is the destination. The Father is the goal. The Father is the end-all, be-all. It isn't the location or the place. It isn't the heaven. It isn't um, success here on earth. It isn't some pinnacle moment of maturity in, in spiritual living, living, which is great. But the Father, that relationship with the Father is the goal. It is the destination of your life. Picking up here on verse 5, Thomas said to him, Master, we don't know where you're going. So how could we know the way there? Jesus explained, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too, and from now on you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. Philip spoke up, "'Lord, show us the Father, and that will be all that we need.' Jesus replied, "'Philip, I've been with you all this time, and you still don't know who I am? How could you ask me to show you the Father?' For anyone who has looked at me has seen the Father. Don't you believe that the Father is living in me and that I am living in the Father? Even my words are not my own, but come from my Father, for he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. Believe that I live as one with my Father and that my Father lives as one with me, or at least believe because of the mighty miracles that I've done. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Even greater miracles than these because I go to be with my Father. For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for you." It's interesting to me that he says that twice. He repeats it twice in that, in that short thought. Must be an important thing to remember. Starting at verse 15, the header says, Jesus prophesies about the Holy Spirit. So Jesus continues on. He says, Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. This is very important in our current culture. If you love Jesus, then you obey his commands. I'll reiterate this again. Verse 15, Jesus said, Loving me empowers you to obey my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another Savior. The holy spirit of truth who will be to you a friend just like me and he will never leave you the world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you i promise that i will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans i will come back to you soon i will leave this world and they will see me no longer but you will see me because i will live again and you will come alive too I love that he reiterates here that through his resurrection power, you will come alive too. That's so profound. Verse 20, so when that day comes, you will know that I am living in the Father and that you are one with me, for I will be living in you. Those who truly love me are those who obey my commands. There he says it again. Whoever passionately loves me will be passionately loved by my Father. And I will passionately love you in return and will manifest my life within you. Then one of the disciples named Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, Lord, why is it that you would only reveal your identity to us and not to everyone? Jesus replied, Loving me empowers you to obey my word. There he says it again. And my father will love you so deeply that we will come to you and make you our dwelling place. But those who don't love me will not obey my words. The Father did not send me to speak my own revelation, but the words of my Father. I am telling you this while I am still with you. But when the Father sends the Spirit of holiness, the one like me, who sets you free, he will teach you all things in my name. He's talking about the Holy Spirit here. And he will inspire you to remember every word that I've told you. I leave the gift of peace with you my peace not the kind of fragile peace given by the world but my perfect peace don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts instead be courageous remember what i've told you that i must go away but i promise to come back to you so if you truly love me you will be glad for me since i'm returning to my father who is greater than i so when all of these things happen you will still trust and cling to me I won't speak with you much longer for the ruler of the dark world is coming but he has no power over me for he has nothing to use against me i am doing exactly what the father destined for me to accomplish so that the world will discover how much i love my father now come with me Well, I hope that those scriptures encouraged you today. Maybe there's a piece in there that really spoke to a part of your process that you're going through, that you've been praying about or meditating on. I pray that the Father, beyond what was written and read over the airwaves today, I pray that there is a piece in there that the Father himself would speak to you about and encounter you in, because we know that the Word of God, the written Word, is supposed to lead you to the living Word. And so I pray that it leads you to a relationship with Jesus and are able to find healing and encouragement and hope for eternity, hope for today and hope for tomorrow. We love you guys and we will talk with you next week. Thanks for joining us this week on the Occupy Freedom Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.occupy-freedom.com and subscribe so you'll never miss a show or an update. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate you sharing it with your friends and giving us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. For further resources, check out Rihanna's best-selling book, Polished and Concealed, on Amazon.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Occupy Freedom Podcast.